What is communication? We use it every day, but can we specify or define what it is? We define communication as the transmission, interpretation and exchange of information. Now, if there is an exchange, it means that there is more than one party involved. I can trust my mommy because she keeps her promises. I can't trust someone that says something behind my back. I can trust somebody that never cheats. Trustworthiness means telling the truth and keeping your promises. It means being honest. I'm PK along with Larry Kutzler and Reverend Sean Morrison, the Executive Director of Good in the Hood, and we want to welcome you to Inspiring Your World. Sean, I have been really intrigued lately, especially about something you sent me recently about healthy relationships. And thinking about healthy relationships, at least in my life as I see it, is that most relationships, whether they're in marriage or in ministry or in business, they fail due to selfishness. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that? Is that valid? Yeah, Larry, I agree. I think, you know, people, they start looking inward to themselves and obviously then they want to fill their own needs first. And that's not really the best recipe for securing a good relationship. You know, there's the biblical aspect and really endorse, and that's give, and it should be given unto you. And I think when we want a healthy relationship, we need to do that which is other-centered and selfless first, and that inspires others to do likewise. Not everybody does it 100% of the time, but it certainly say, tilts it a little more in the favor of helping others to become less selfish and more selfless. And so, yeah, I think you're right. That's certainly a significant concern. So today we're going to talk about two elements of a healthy relationship. One is communication and the other is trustworthiness. Mm -hmm. I also know, Sean, that people's relationships begin to fray or fail mm -hmm. when they take it for granted. That's why it's so important yeah. to get communication going and yeah. keep it going. Yeah, for sure. And interesting. And, you know, I think most of us are aware that communication is one of the first things to go away whenever a relationship has gone bad. But it also, even before a relationship goes bad, when it's on the path to going in the wrong direction, usually communication starts to go a lot less healthy and starts to become less of a thing that people really learn how to engage one another in an appropriate manner. Communication is not just the ability to talk to someone. It's the ability to listen. It's the ability to recognize what are the interests of another person. And the word communication really is a, also a parallel word to community. When you think about it, and even you know, from a church level, communion, community of union. I think all these words are certainly things that are trying to you know, naturally convey something, and that's the importance of doing things together. And communication is really that interaction together where we are not only talking at someone, we're, we're sharing with someone. And that means we have to learn to listen. We have to learn to recognize body language, tone of voice. We have to be somebody that's very present in the moment. So if I understand you correctly, you're saying that the heart and the mind need to be engaged in the communication. It's not just cognitive, which is, mm -hmm. you know, the yeah. talking to somebody, yeah. but it's also the emotion, the feeling feeling the heart, right? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Absolutely. You said it really well. And that was the word I was going to actually say is emotion. We sometimes 
sometimes downplay emotions like they're bad. Well, emotions are really good as supportive aspects of our life, not as something that to lead us. But once we have chosen a certain direction, the emotion gives energy and gives life and, and it's vibrant and it's alive and it's fun and it's all these things. But it also connects us. We feel much more connected with someone when we have an emotion that's leaned in towards them. And and so communication really is a key part of it is the emotional aspect. And to feel, and I like to use the words emotionally connected to someone, you know it's going in a healthy direction when you have that. And when you start to find that you are just going through the motions or just talking at a cognitive level, just information dispensing, that's usually a pretty good symptom or an indicator that uh, something's going in the wrong way. I think very few people communicate in the way that you're mentioning, both head and heart. It's just very hard. Mm -hmm. That leads us to the second characteristics of a healthy relationships, and that's trustworthiness. I mean, I don't know how you build communication without somebody that you're communicating with is trust. Trustworthy. Right, right. Well, you probably will share at a very limited level. You won't go as deep. You certainly will not, you know, as we would say, using the word to define itself, you won't entrust things that are precious to you to someone that you don't deem trustworthy. I mean, the word itself is sort of self-evident. And I think these go hand in glove. I mean, because communication is what helps to maintain a vibrant, you know, active relationship that's growing and healthy. Trustworthiness is that foundation, though. You will communicate much more intimately with someone that you have trust towards or someone that you don't feel endangered by. I mean, I don't mean endangered just like on a physical level. I mean, you don't have any sense that they're a threat to your overall security in, in any aspect, your reputation. They cover your vulnerabilities. They, you know, all of those things. That's a trustworthy person. So how do you begin to develop a trustworthy relationship? I mean, you just can't just jump into and say, today I'm going to trust you. I mean, <laughs> yeah. how does that work? Well, I think there's a number of things, but you have to, first of all, recognize the person's character. And, you know, are they a person that endeavors to do well? Uh, do they, I mean, they're going to make mistakes. We, we see that. I mean, it, it's part of humanity. I always tell this to couples that we're doing premarital counseling. It's one of my most, I think, probably thing I almost every time say to them is they say, don't look at your potential spouse for how they treat you only. I mean, you certainly do that, but not only. Watch them how they treat the person who's least significant to them when they don't realize anybody's watching. I said, that's their baseline of who they really are. I said, do they just ignore people? Do they treat them rudely or poorly because they're not getting anything from that person and that person is insignificant to them? Somebody once said it this way from a Christian perspective. He said, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, if you love the brother whom you can see, you love God whom you cannot see. And he rephrased it. He said, imagine who it is that you love less than anyone else. And he says, and that's the summit of your love for God. He said, whoever you love the least is how much you love God. One, that, let's put it now in a relationship, a human relationship. If you love somebody who's insignificant to you, you will then love somebody even all the more who is significant to you. But if you completely overlook others who don't have anything to offer you, when things go bad in a good relationship, you're going to go to that place where you treat people who you say you love, but you'll start to treat them as if they're insignificant because that's your baseline. <laughs> For more information about Reverend Sean Morrison's organization, visit goodinthehood.org. Join us next time for Inspiring Your World. 